This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> hey, Sarah. <laughs> hey, Christina. Did that sound really strange to you? It did, but, <laughs> but you know. It, it didn't sound like us, but you know what? It wouldn't be Laughing with Gingers if it was perfect. Welcome <laughs> to Laughing with Tin- Gingers. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today, y'all. Hi, the podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. <laughs> that little feisty lady over there is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. And that is Sarah Elephant, a.k.a. Prankster Monk. And my co-host on Laughing with Gingers. And today's episode is all about Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Thanksgiving is a time of, I guess, eating and giving thanks and family and friends and all the things. What is your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Um, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is uh, the gathering of of people. Some years it's family, some years it's friends, and I do a friendsgiving. And I like just like coming together and doing things because we don't always. It's like cooking, but some Thanksgivings we do crafting projects out at camping while we're camping. So. When I'm with with Liz's family, we do flag football. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so fun. So I like the gathering oh. of people and the doing things together where everyone's present because everyone has it off and we're all just like having fun together. What about you, Sarah? Um, so I am not a huge Thanksgiving fan in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm allergic to cranberries. Mm. And so historically, I have been extremely sick surrounding Thanksgiving on the backside, you know, Thanksgiving night and the day after, um, because I'm I'm allergic to the point where, and it's super weird allergy, but if you put the spoon, the serving spoon, and it touches the cranberry, and then it touches anything else, I will immediately. And I can actually cite example of this with time. So um, I flew from Dallas to from um, DC to Mm -hmm. LAX. Um, I was in the United Club and someone I didn't see that and I I should have known better. I never eat off salad bars, but I was hungry. And it was the only like thing that was appealing to me at the moment. So um, I made myself a salad. Someone had used the spoon in the cranberries or the tongs in the cranberries and then put them into something else. So it contaminated Mm -hmm. whatever I ate. And then um, on descent, I was in the bulkhead and I barfed and had to hold it in my mouth because I couldn't reach the bulkhead barf bag. So I Uh. know the amount of time before I start having the allergic reaction is six hours. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing's worse than having to hold your throat in your mouth. <laughs> How long did I you did have that, to hold it? I, I, I swallowed it. Uh, 
I couldn't. I it was like we had just started descent. I couldn't like unbuckle my seatbelt. The guy next to me was like talking to me. It was awful. Oh, God, that's terrible, Sarah. I just, I just want to, I just want to point out that you're allergic to something red, and that's really sad. Oh, I noticed that. But it was hard for me to get that out when you told me you swallowed it because I don't think I've ever heard of that happening before. I, I didn't know that was possible. It, yeah, it's possible. Desperate times call for oh, desperate measures. God, and- <laughs> that's awful. It, it was either that or just let it go all over the bulkhead, which – that, if you've flown on an older plane, I think this one was older, so it was carpeted on the bulkhead. You know how they used to have that like fuzzy carpet for sound yeah. control? Yeah. Oh, jeez. God. Bless oh, your it was heart, bad man. all around. That was, that was very nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guy next to me didn't notice it happen because everything I think crosses my face. Like, there's no way you would not know if I did this. That I was like She's something bad was mouth, going on. Uh, I'm blowing though, out my cheeks. Yeah, as though she does have throw up in her mouth. <laughs> I've held um, it to get to a place to spit it out, but I don't think I could actually physically swallow it. I might just like instantly throw it back up again. Yeah, it's not fun, not recommended, but it is physically possible in you know, Certain the worst case scenario. <laughs> um, yeah. So I grew up disliking Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> long story long. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I think my favorite part, um, I'm a big football fan. Mm. Um, I love, I love football. So having football like all day. Um, and then in my family, um, as in, Starting with when I became when when we brought Philippe into um, when I brought him into my life, um, we have Beaujolais Nouveau gets released right before Thanksgiving, so we have like a tasting mm. with all of us with the wine. So Ooh. that's super fun too. Yeah. So, but I, I love also that. like the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. What did you bring for us today on the day of I, Thanksgiving? I brought weird Thanksgiving traditions. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I brought I brought actually one Okay, my whole thing surrounded food cuz I did this right before lunch and I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so most of my my facts Actually, all of my facts center around Thanksgiving food and what they used to do versus what we do now. Uh, mine, some of mine center around food too, because Thanksgiving, when when we boil it down, really is mostly about eating. I know. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> it may not be the thing we think of that we like the most, but it really is the thing that – like. I, while I was researching for this, it was like a lot of people take walks between the meal and dessert 
because they have to make room. And I was like, who eats that much that they need to do that? But this is me having like an allergy to one of the primary foods served at Thanksgiving. So in my mind, it's like explodes my brain that anyone eats enough that they would have to take a walk. Oh, yeah. No. Everyone (laughs) eats too much on Thanksgiving. It's like the rules. (laughs) Yeah. I do not fall in that camp. I am an outlier. Mm-hmm. Even me as like, I don't eat meat. So I still somehow figure out a way to eat way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I lean into the sides. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to kick us off first? Sure. Um. So The thing I'm going to start us with is actually, it's funny in its own way, but it's something that we all like know about, but I don't know that we actually have like broken it down into the strange thing that it actually is. It is pardoning the turkey. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Isn't that like one of the weirdest traditions? I have always thought that was so strange. It's so weird. You're acknowledging the the meatness of the meat which is something as a recovering vegetarian i do not prefer to acknowledge the meatness of my meat mhm mhm <laughs> so it's weird in that way but also um so it started in the 1940s and um officially it became something that us presidents did in 1989 so I didn't realize it was not an official thing until 89. Yeah. Um, I thought it was always kind of that. Yeah. So um, they U.S. presidents have pardoned a turkey prior to Thanksgiving since 89. And in a televised ceremony, the president is presented with a live domestic turkey that he pardons. And then the turkey is sent to live out its days at Mount Vernon, which is the former estate of President George Washington, um, as opposed to ending up as someone's dinner. And I did not know that they went and lived at Mount Vernon. So I have met these pardoned turkeys in in my lifetime because that is like 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> okay. Here's what's weird about that too, is they pardon this turkey, but then they turn around and they probably eat another one. Yeah, they just eat a different one. It's so strange. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's so funny. Like, who, like, what, like, why? Yeah, what's the purpose of pardoning one but eating another? I don't know. I mean, I think that turkey probably has some strong opinions about being the one that wasn't eaten. Yeah. Um. Or the one that was eaten probably had some strong opinions. (laughs) That's probably true, too. Do I hear Lennox in the closet with you? No, on the outside wanting – I should have given him some chill paws. (laughs) (laughs) I should give all the animals some chill paws and and chill them out before I start recording. Uh, so for those of you out there who don't know, Lennox is Christina's girlfriend's cat mm-hmm. and um, he likes to go in the closet, sometimes mm-hmm. randomly popping out while we're recording. Christina yeah. is in the closet recording today and he is meowing right outside the door um, and he got locked in the closet over a weekend, didn't he? Yeah, for two days. Bless his little freaking kitty heart. 
that he's like a very curious cat. Like you put some new bag down or a new bot. He's the one that's like in it. What's going on? What is this dragging things around? But um, he was in the closet. Angie didn't know, shut the door, left for the weekend, came home and realized he was in the closet. <laughs> Poor little kitty guy. I know. Oh my he gosh. survived and we gave him all the treats and food, but there was definitely pee and poop in the closet. <laughs> Well, clearly he is not traumatized because he wants to come in the closet. I know. (laughs) He still comes in here. It did not affect him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully I make it through this podcast without coughing too much. I know. Poor thing. I am recovering from the flu. It is uh, not as strange as turkey bowling. (laughs) No, it's not. Turkey bowling. So you don't use bowling balls. Instead, you use a frozen turkey. Oh, God. um, (laughs) And soda or water bottles as makeshift pins. So it was started in 1988. The 80s just need to go home, even though I love their music. (laughs) Clearly, everyone was desperate and bored at the same time. Yes, yes. Go home, 80s. Um, You're drunk. (laughs) You're cut up. No more booze for you. No. Um, At Lucky's Grocery Store in Newport Beach. um, And the bowling took place in the alleys of the store. So um, now they like oil them up or like butter them up and then they like throw them down the aisle. And some, I saw pictures of people like doing it in their yards too. So like people get together and bowl with frozen turkeys. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) I think they're, I want to say, first of all, the, all of the pictures in the grocery store, it was still in the little thingy, the plastic casing that protects the, turkey. So you're not just sliding raw meat and spreading salmonella all over the grocery oh, store. Because that was my first question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cannot speak to what people do in their own yards. <laughs> oh, what That poor turkey like died to do that for you. <laughs> the, the least you could like eat it and give yourself nutrients or something. Come on. <laughs> um, so other weird thing, which I would have thought this would be a thing in Maryland, but it is not. It is in San Francisco. Apparently, there is a whole subculture that substitutes turkey for crab. So um, Thanksgiving normally marks the beginning of Dungeness crab season. So um, they will have like a big Dungeness crab feast instead of having turkey. Ooh, that's kind of cool. I feel like you could get on board with that. Yeah. In fact, I, I got to say, growing up, turkey was not really a thing all the time in my immediate family. It was mostly like seafood, and it would probably consist of a lot of crab and shrimp and, and fish. It was like more that stuff than actual turkey. Yeah. Ours was always the traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Most people do it that way. Yeah. All right. What what do you have for me? Actually, my first little trivia is about turkey. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and the fact that, you know, people, you, 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 everyone always says you get really drowsy after you eat a big turkey dinner because it contains that tryptophan, which is an amino acid that can have a, some, I don't know how to say this word, just somnolent effect. How do you say that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Damn it. Basically, you get tired after you eat turkey. (laughs) But. Yep. Studies actually suggest that the carbohydrate-rich sides and desserts that you're eating actually is what allows the tryptophan to enter the brain. So in other words, eating the turkey without all the trimmings really doesn't give you that like post-Thanksgiving slump. It's all the things together that make you tired. Also, eating the amount that people – if you have to take a walk (laughs) – You've eaten too much. (laughs) Then your stomach is digesting so much and that's so much energy your body is expending into digestion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, all the blood's rushing to your belly. You're going to be like... That's part of of it. Yeah, I I believe it. Do you have more like... Weird. Do you have a weird history thing that you do or a weird tradition that you do, Sarah? Uh, drink too much, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's Not a weird sure tradition. Weird. <laughs> Pretty sure that's normal. <laughs> um, no, uh, but Philippe actually made a – he smoked a turkey all day yesterday Um, It was the best turkey I've ever had by a landslide. He's he's a couple weeks early on that turkey cooking. Well, he's not going to be making the turkey. So, and he loves Thanksgiving. So, I think he wanted to like make sure he got the meal he wanted. Oh, I totally get that. He has one of those green eggs, right? So it's actually it's a green egg knockoff, but it's um it's called an acorn, I think. <laughs> and it's black. That's adorable. So, <laughs> yeah. Um and we had Brussels sprouts with it and I did not get tired afterward. Yeah. Well, you need like the mashed potatoes and the rolls and the pie and the, all the carbohydrates to really kick that tryptophan in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any weird family traditions? No, we're not a family of tradition. You know, we sort of do what we feel like each holiday. I like, there isn't something that stands out that we do year after year that everyone's like, that's a weird thing to do on Thanksgiving. And I don't always see my family every Thanksgiving either. Um, so I feel like you guys have- don't have turkey. That's not your tradition. You guys just have shrimp. Yeah. Like, Paul just goes and buys pounds and tons of shrimp and he cooks them every single way that he possibly can. And Mm -hmm. that's what we have all day for the next two to three days. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fried shrimp, boiled shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp cocktail. Which I thought was so weird because that was not our tradition at all. (laughs) Like, who eats shrimp for Thanksgiving? (laughs) Shrimp's just better than turkey. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I'm not a big turkey, you know, eater, but we do tamales. So mm. that's what I grew up with. 
Yeah, that's a a good like tradition that's not normal is y'all make tamales and they're so good. And it's fun to make because everyone assembles and lines up and you all, everyone always like chips in and makes it. It's so fun. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know about a traditional Thanksgiving until I like was an adult and I dated like the first guy and went to their family. I'm like, oh. This is Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is what the TV looks like. That's not what we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> I love that. I, When I come to visit, at some point, Liz, I will be expecting tamales. Mm-hmm. Well, come at Thanksgiving. You got it. You got it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for the next one? I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. A pie-throwing celebration. What a waste of a good pie. (laughs) I guess unless you eat it off your face. Are they throwing it at someone or throwing it for, like, distance purposes? At people. Oh, my God. It's it's like imagine a whole bunch of clowns but with, you know, just – Smooshing pies in people's faces. Oh, my God. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So it's um, at North Tech High School in Florissant. Probably saying that wrong. Feel free to correct me. I probably won't learn how to say it. Missouri um, or Missouri, depending on where you're from. Missouri. In that state. <laughs> I will honor knowing that I can say that. Um, Thanksgiving marks a an annual pie throwing event where students get to launch pies at the faculty and administration. Um, so we used to have we it would be sometime around the holidays or homecoming. It would be you got to shave one one of the teachers or administrators' heads if you raised a certain amount of money. At, like the ladies too. Uh, it was whoever volunteered. Oh, okay, got it. So there were there was like a group that you could like that would volunteer and then you could choose who you wanted to shave their head. Oh my god. Uh, did you ever volunteer, Sarah? No. This was also when I was in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but I don't know if they did I I want to say they did it when I was a teacher, but no, I certainly didn't volunteer. Uh, this is the shortest my hair has ever been. It's like, you know, to my like longest would be to my collar or to my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I used to have hair like, you know, down like halfway down my back. So it would have taken a very long time to get that back. Yeah, very long time. <laughs> you earned that length. I did. I did. Um, okay. There is also a turkey eating competition. Mm, that makes which, sense. <laughs> you know, for some reason it surprised me. Um Especially because Joey Chestnut holds the current title, which you would think it's so obvious because he he's like one of the food people, the competitive eaters. I can't yeah. think of the word. He's um, famous. Yeah. So he does the Coney Island Nathan's hot dog one, mm. right? Like he's he's done that a bunch of times and I think he's won at least once. Um, but uh, yeah. For so, I think it surprised me that it surprised me that this was a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder if they have to eat like the gizzards and everything and the skin. Oh god. Okay, I haven't read the description yet, so we're gonna find out. Cool. Um, I like to surprise myself too. I get um, it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so this is before Thanksgiving. So they get together to stretch their stomachs. A, vari- a variety of turkey eating competitions across the U.S. is the way that it's described. Yeah. Normally, the event will involve eating as much of a 20-pound turkey in a limited amount of time as possible in a limited amount of time. So Joey Chestnut holds the curtain, current title, um, managing to gobble down <laughs> Baboom Ching. Um, nine pounds, oh. which is four kilograms out there for anyone who isn't, um, you know, in the U.S. Um, in just 10 minutes. That oh. is how much I weighed when I was born. Oh, my God. He ate a newborn, Sarah. <laughs> he ate a newborn, Sarah, in 10 minutes. Oh. That is so much. That is, so he needs much. a walk after that before he can eat dessert. <laughs> oh, my God. I just... I just, oh my God. <laughs> I can't imagine eating that much food. That's so much. I'd throw up. And that up. doesn't include, like, they, you know, I, at least I am not a professional food person. Um, but in my experience, they drink a lot of water to get. They or like dip things in water or drink water. Like they like have to, you know, get moisture to be able to swallow. So that that there's that piece too. So if they're like, you know, with the Nathan's hot dogs, they dip them in water. Yeah. Well, that's like, yeah, that's true because they have to get so it's it down even more volume. Yeah. So like, what is the actual volume being consumed is very uh, gross. A, a whole different can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give me a fact and then we'll go to break? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going back to like the early Thanksgiving time, like the very first one and that sort of thing. And back in the day, so, you know, mashed potatoes are like, uh, or potato casserole or potato, whatever, sweet potato pie, all those things are such an integral part of our Thanksgiving now. But actually, back in the day, potatoes, whether mashed or roasted or white or sweet, weren't anywhere to be seen at the original Thanksgiving. It wasn't until they encountered like Native South Americans and the Spanish began to bring up potatoes to like the Europeans and to the Americas. So... I found that really weird because potatoes in all forms and fashions are so embedded into Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every every time anyone says mashed potato, I get the, I can mash potato. I, <laughs> I can, can do, do the, the twist. <laughs> now tell me, baby. Do you like it like this? <laughs> do you like it like this? Oh my god. Tell me. <laughs> and that's the rest of the episode. We just sing that song off key and out. out of sync. <laughs> oh, and on that god. note, we will be right back with more fun Thanksgiving facts and weird Thanksgiving traditions on Laughing with Gingers. Stay tuned. And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I, of course, am Sarah Alipin, joined by my feisty redheaded co-pilot here, Christina Curry. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> 
Um, you know, your spirit animal is a peacock, and that's kind of just a fancy turkey. <laughs> I wonder if they taste like turkey. No, I don't wonder that. That's not a thing no. I'm wondering. <laughs> Can turkeys fly? I want to say short distances. Have you ever seen a turkey run? And if you haven't, everyone out there, pause this podcast and Google it. It is something that if you have not seen, it is one of the funniest freaking things you will ever see in your life. It is hysterical. They run like their legs are just like like boo, 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 like all over the place. Like they just are so uncoordinated. It's hysterical. I feel like they so, don't fly either. Have you guys oh. not uh-huh. heard about the turkey drop from the airplanes? Ew, what? No. So, it's kind of sad, but also like when they make it, it's really great. So there was a whole tradition of they would take an airplane and drop a turkey and you would place bets on whether it was going to fly or not. And like a cer- a small percentage of the turkeys do fly, but most of them don't. It's really sad, but like I watched the video because Sean showed me and there was one that made it and I was like, go turkey, go. Oh my goodness. I know, right? They probably are flying because they're like dead of a heart attack because they're falling out of an airplane. It's like cow pie bingo, but turkey death. That's terrible. It's bad now, but I'm sure it still goes on. But I hope a, it does. There's only a small percentage of turkeys that can fly from so what I know. So they really can't fly. Or like yeah. if I was a turkey and got hurled out of an airplane, I'd be the one to die of a heart attack before I hit the ground. <laughs> I'd be like – I I would <laughs> – I would do everything in my power to fly or run through that air in the uncoordinated turkey way. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, uh, poor thing. They must oh, be feeling so horrified. Yeah, I always wish the ones that do surround like, go, be free, get away from everybody. Yeah, humans are terrible. Run. Yeah. Now that you flew, run. Speaking of, in Indianapolis, Indiana, there is a turkey toss. (laughs) Oh, God. We are so mean. Okay, go. Um, So it's uh, frozen turkeys. Okay. At least. It's not throwing regular, like, living, breathing turkeys, which makes me – I don't know if it makes me feel better or not, but – um, it's funnier to think of them as being alive in this description. So, um, high school athletes started a tradition of dressing turkeys in baby onesies, oh, which God. I think is enjoyable if they were alive because it just sounds very cute They'd and funny. They'd be very adorable. They really would. Now the rest of it, not so much. And it specifies here, they're not alive. Don't worry. Um, And then they douse them in lighter fluid and light them on fire and throw them across a football field to see whose turkey can fly further. Air quotes. (laughs) Fly with air quotes. 
I am so glad they're not alive. <laughs> I know. I know. The first part when you read it, it's like, oh my gosh, a turkey and a baby onesie could be so cute. Although I'm not that it would be nice to a turkey, but if it was a nice little drawing, a cartoon, I would enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, it's nicer to the turkey than dropping it from an airplane. <laughs> Or lighting it on fire. Yeah, good God. (laughs) Oh, geez. Who thought of that? I can just like imagine the thought process that went – this is bad groupthink. This is an example of bad groupthink. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) You know what would be really cool if we put the the turkey in your little brother's onesie (laughs) – and then we lit it on fire and threw it as far as we could on the well manicured football field. How do they dunk it in gasoline? Like how are they coating it so it stays lit? It has it says lighter fluid. Oh, 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 got it. Okay, I missed that part. So I just imagine they like squirt it with a zippo, like you know, the carton and you can mm-hmm. I could hear it in my head going when you squeeze it. <laughs> oh, man. That Cuso a... just objected to that. My dog and barked at me when I did that. Ah, he's like, shut it down, Sarah. Get out of here. Not okay. Crazy woman. <laughs> um, All right, you want to lay some facts on me? Yeah. So, okay, we alluded to the fact that the curries have shrimp for Thanksgiving instead of turkey if it's if we're up to our druthers. But do you have hmm? shrimp curry? No. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be on the menu this year. I'm gonna put in a formal request to Paul. Shrimp <laughs> he is curry. Too picky. He he's a little too picky for curry, but I'll eat it all day long. So Mr. Curry, Papa Curry, Papa is too curry. picky for curry. Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely <laughs> okay, okay. is. He might be a- forced to eat it, but not on Thanksgiving. Shut that down. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure I was clear on the irony there. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So culinary historians believe that much of the Thanksgiving meal consisted of actually seafood which is uh, often absent from today's menu, except for at the Curry's house. Mussels in particular were abundant in New England and could be easily harvested because they clung to rocks along the shoreline. So the colonists originally served mussels with curds, which is a dairy product that's sort of similar to like like a consistency of like cottage cheese. And lobster. That sounds awful. I know, right? (laughs) Clams and cottage cheese. (laughs) refrigerate anything either it just sounds like farts it just like i it it tastes like snot it has the consistency of snot in your mouth Uh and then it's it just sounds like farts (laughs) um anywho lobster bass clams and oysters were probably a part of the original feast which I thought was really, really interesting. And then to go even further, this is a little cranberry knowledge for you, Sarah. But 
cranberries were most likely part of the original feast of Thanksgiving, but they wouldn't have ever made it into all the different varieties that are available now, like sauces and relishes and like tart orbs, things like that. So um, the reason is because sacks of sugar that traveled across the Atlantic on the Mayflower, like the original, you know, of pilgrims, they were, when they left, they were nearly full, but by November 1621, they were like basically empty. So cooks didn't have any sugar to boil with the cranberry to use it as like an accoutrement to meals. That didn't really happen until like 50 years later. So you would have been happy at those original Thanksgivings. There would have been no hidden cranberry relish or sauces happening. It, you know, it is actually a tough life being allergic to cranberry because they sneak into so many things. Yeah. And I feel like it's not an allergy that most people are aware of and alert to. No. And it's also, I mean, I don't, technically, I don't know if it qualifies as an allergy because it makes me barf for like 48 hours straight. Like sleep That's in really the bathroom. weird. That's a weird reaction. Yeah, so it's not like I go into anaphylactic shock or something, like, you know, someone who's allergic to peanuts or bee stings, but I call it an allergy because the reaction is significant and I don't know what else. Like, it's not like I'm intolerant to eggs. If they are undercooked, I like don't feel great. Or Mm -hmm. if I get the flu shot and it's the egg one, then I like don't feel great for 24 hours. But that's an intolerance. It's just like I feel a little shitty. It's not like, I barf and have to swallow it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real bummer. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) More than you ever wanted to know about me, guys. Oh, my God. Okay, so what are some more weird traditions? Cracking the wishbone. Mm. Isn't that such a weird tradition? Like we don't necessarily think about it, but I actually have a little bit of the history of where that comes from. Ooh, I'm so excited. I know. So it's a bizarre Thanksgiving tradition, but it actually stems from the ancient Romans who believed that the person who broke off a larger piece of the wishbone um, would have their wish come true. So it's actually like, you know, it's the same tradition, but it comes from the ancient Romans. Weird. Um, I wonder how it kept getting passed through. I don't know, but it's exactly the same as it was, it sounds like. So, which is like fascinating in its own way, because when you pass something down from ancient times, like usually gets polluted in some capacity. Right, exactly. Or changed or, you know, Mm -hmm. it grows and and becomes something else or has a different meaning or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so, it's so fascinating. Um, So in order to do this, the wishbone must be completely dry and brittle before you snap it. So you can't actually crack the wishbone at the Thanksgiving table. Mm, We have. (laughs) We've done it. It's it's such – to me, it's like such an interesting thing because we don't really think about how like our skeletons are wet inside our bodies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, they're not like dry in there. Yeah. it's not often that we come up into conversation where we talk about skeletons, but it's so interesting. I can't believe it comes from the ancient Romans. Yeah. Yeah. That is super interesting. And like, how did it even make its way into common knowledge? 
I don't know. We may have to next Thanksgiving do a little bit of a deeper dive on this. This With might be your deep topic. dive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring weird wishes. You bring wishbone history. Um, okay. And then there's also Ragamuffin Day. So during the early 20th century, children used to dress down in rags on Thanksgiving and go door to door and ask anything for Thanksgiving. And when they got there, they would be rewarded with candy, a penny, or an apple. Whoa, weird. So they would like dress in rags. Yeah. Wait, when was this? In the early 20th century. Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder where that happened from. Yeah, it's also interesting because it comes so close to Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think how much candy do they need in a month? Right. Like, aren't people over it? Like, stop asking for candy, you little selfish animals. (laughs) Stop (laughs) ringing my bell. Go get some for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Um, Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. they also – I didn't put this in my doc for this episode, but there, um, they, there's another tradition where people dressed up in, um, in like, clothing of their, like, family members ah! and did this. <laughs> so, like, the boys would dress like the girls. The girls would dress like the boys. Um, That's and kind of I want to it, – it was, like, a morphed version of Ragamuffin Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be fun. I think that'd be super fun. I would totally dress in Dan's clothing. And I mean, he he would he would pull off a great Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a full 12 inches taller than me. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> All right. Do you want to hear about pumpkin pie? I do. I do. Okay. So both <laughs> – the pilgrims and the Wampai Wampadanag tribe. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> I wish I could save you from that, but I'd have to see it written. <laughs> it's okay. I do it to myself. Anyway, <laughs> both sides of Thanksgiving um, ate pumpkins and like other, you know, indigenous squashes to New England. But the fledgling colony lacked the butter and actually the wheat flour necessary for making pie crust. So that just wasn't like readily available at all. And also settlers hadn't gotten to constructing any type of oven for baking. So two things that you need for pumpkin pie, an oven to bake it and crust to put the, the, the mixture inside of. They didn't have either. So early English settlers in North America improvised by hollowing out a pumpkin, filling the shells with milk, honey, and spices to make a custard, and then roasting the gourds whole in the ashes. Oh, interesting. That actually sounds good. I know, right? I kind of want to make it. <laughs> like next time I go camping, I kind of want to do that. I think I would probably And again, I don't I don't even cook dinner in my house. So, this is me really not having any experience. But what I imagined is they cut it to be like the depth of a pie pan 
and just use the bottom so that it would cook a little bit like faster. Yeah. I'm imagining they just like slice it in half, gut it, then throw a mixture back in with some like honey and spices and milk because they didn't have sugar. So they couldn't add sugar. So honey makes sense and spices and milk. And then just like set it over a fire to like slowly, I don't know, warm up and bubble. Interesting. That sounds good. I know. It kind of does too because I'm not huge on sweet stuff. So I feel like I'd really like something a little not so sweet, but like also made over a fire. Yeah. Same. Hmm. Let me know if you try it. I'll (laughs) pitch it to Philippe since, again, I don't cook. I will have to ask someone else to do it for me. I'll let you know. We'll swap recipes, me and Philippe. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. So my last one is actually a super heartwarming one I think you're going to like. Okay. I'm Um, glad you're ending on a good note. (laughs) So um, the last one is called the pumpkin smash. So um, it's weird and adorable. So on Thanksgiving at the Santa Barbara Zoo in California, people are encouraged to come out and watch different animals eat pumpkins. So like they put a pumpkin in the hippo's mouth and it goes boom. And like they give them to like the, um, the elephants and they like smash them and Yeah, so it's like all these different animals interacting with pumpkins. That is so adorable. I would totally participate in that. It's not too far from you, so I'm just out there. Go do some wine tours and see some animals eating pumpkins. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like that would be a fun time. Just saying. Just saying. Well. That was fun. Happy Thanksgiving, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're having fun gathering with your family. Uh, I'll be out camping with friends. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be super fun. I hope you have fun eating your turkey and not cranberry stuff. Thanks. Thanks. We will be um, at my sister-in-law's house. <laughs> Oh, well, that sounds fun. Um, And everyone else out there, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're getting a lot of food and good quality friends and family time and some time off of all the pressures of normal everyday life. You can relax a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy. And also thanks for joining us on Laughing with Gingers. We are so happy to have you listening to our silly podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers, and you know, we post all kinds of good stuff. So check us out. And you can also send us funny stories, episode ideas, or just like general good times on our Instagram. Yeah. And get access to premium content, including ad free episodes, swag, special events, access to us, and more starting at just $3. So check us out at patreon.com slash laughing with gingers. And we probably should have talked about this before I was actually reading the line in the script, but should we tell them what we have maybe what we have coming out for maybe. merch? We have, we have a new we'll tease it. It's like an animal group like line. Merch line. Drawn yeah, drawn by yours truly. Mm-hmm. Um so 
Maybe just leave it at that. I don't know. I don't know how much we want to tease. Yeah. So we have merch. It's on our website, laughingwithgingers.com. And we're going to be having an animal group, funny um, and super cute merch dropping in the net. I think it's going to be live when this episode goes live. It could possibly be live, maybe, or almost going to be live. (laughs) So look out for that. Um, And tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week for some more good times. Bye. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.